How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. 2017, something will visit your house. Supernatural supply. It is not coming by hard working. It is not coming by academic work. It is not coming by position. You will conceive that child by the supernatural. You will get that job by the supernatural. You will start that business by the supernatural. Prophet Nanase Pukusakodia is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. Today, may you hold up your gun as a soldier of God. And may you stop that weeping. May you stop that crying. And take responsibility. No soldier cries on the battlefield. And it shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Call unto me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. This morning, I want to just talk to you. Can I talk to you a little bit? Hallelujah. Uh, every generation, Satan has a strategic attack on the generation. When he came to the Garden of Eden, his target was, 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 was just defined. The target was just to make sure that by the time he left the Garden of Eden, he had disconnected man from God. It was his attack. Hallelujah. He came to Sodom and Gomorrah and do what he has to do, move the people to do all kinds of things. In nowhere's time, he has his attack. Our generation has our own attack. And I'm not even talking about the world. Before I go to the world, let me talk about the church. Hallelujah. Now, so we have our own things that we are getting through. And as I was meditating, I asked God, I asked God, it's one of the prayers I've been praying, but this time in a plane, I specifically asked him, I said, Lord, can you give me a message for this generation? Somebody said, message. Hallelujah. So it's like every generation, there's a particular message you have to hear. And if you cut the message, have you noticed Jesus Christ will preach and say, he who has ears, let me hear what the Spirit is saying. Is anybody who doesn't have ears? Everybody has ears. One day I said it, I said, Lord, even those who are deaf, you have healed them. So who doesn't have ears? But there are two ears. You can have a natural ear, not have a spiritual ear. Let me go to the people here. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? The reason why Jesus said is that you can have a natural ear and not have a spiritual ear. One day, I took my tape. I was sitting in the car with the day. I was playing my tape and I, when I listen to it, I say, put it off. I don't want to listen to it. And I, I, uh, every preacher don't want to listen to themselves. So I was trying to find out why we don't want to listen to us. And I realized that I always hear myself from the voice in my inside. Let me get to the people here. Don't get understanding. Hallelujah. I don't hear myself with my audible voice. You hear it, but I don't hear it. Right now, I'm speaking. You are hearing Everything I'm hearing is the voice I'm hearing in the inside. Because I'm going to take you there. Hallelujah. I'm going to take you there in a second. So sometimes when you hear me say, something told me. It is a voice in the inside. Because the Bible said that, mm, no man knows the thought of God except the spirit of God. And no man knows the thought of man except the spirit of man. Let me go to the people here because there's a lot of life here. Are you hearing? So the only one that knows what God is thinking is the Holy Ghost. And the only one that knows what you are thinking is your spirit. That is why God can only talk to your spirit and God can, I, I, I mean, in a way, get to your spirit and give you information faster than your natural mind. Job, the book of Proverbs said there is a spirit in mind and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. There is a spirit in mind and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. So there's a spirit in you that God inspires. That is why sometimes your spirit can navigate and pick things that your natural mind has not picked. So your spirit mind can show you a danger that is here to come. Watch this. <laughs> Today I was thinking about it, you know. The Bible talks about the nine fruit of the Spirit and the Bible talks about the nine gifts of the Spirit. There are nine fruit of the Spirit and nine gifts of the Spirit. All of them move parallel. Once you develop the fruit, you develop the gift. Nine, nine is a very interesting number. We have nine, nine gifts of the Spirit, nine fruit of the Spirit, and nine beatitudes. When you read Matthew chapter 5 from verse number 3, all the beatitudes Jesus taught, blesses the man that hunger and thirst after righteousness, all those things are nine. 
Now it's a spiritual number that establishes the government of God. I don't want to go there in a minute because I don't want to divert from my message. Hallelujah. So when you have the gift and you want to operate the gift, you need the fruit to operate the gift. As long as the fruit, as long as the fruit of the spirit is intact, you will naturally flow in the gift of the spirit. That is naturally my beef. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So, sometimes uh, your spirit can investigate in contact with the Holy Ghost. And then your spirit can pick up something. That is why sometimes you can feel uncomfortable with somebody, but naturally has done nothing. Can, can I have an experience? Can I have? Sometimes you see that somebody comes around you. The person is hardworking. The person is everything you are looking for. But when it comes around, there is something inside you that is reacting. It means that yo, oh, 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 can I preach this one? You, you can try to go into business with somebody. The person looks very promising. You look like he's going to be a best business partner. But when it comes around you, there is something. It means that your spirit man in connection with God's spirit has picked a danger ahead. That. Your natural mind, because sometimes you can only judge people by their actions. When the people have not acted, you will not know what they are thinking. Every action is a direct product of a thought. Man, listen, he said, a thought will reap an action. An action will reap a habit. A habit will reap a character. And a character will reap a destiny. So you don't decide your destiny. You decide your character. And your character and your habit can decide your destiny. So the way you live can tell where you are going and how you get there. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Now watch this. So once you see the person's action, you can say, oh, this guy, I don't like the way he behaves. But that is just a product of a thought. While the person actually has acted, by the time people are acting, they are just producing what is inside them. But when your spirit investigates and pick it up, your spirit can tell you that this action is coming next two weeks. <laughs> you see, it's not that God is not giving you the gift. It is that, that uh, you are finding it difficult to understand. Let me get back to my message quickly and then get out of your way. Hallelujah. So you see, that is why we need the gift of the Spirit to be very good Christians. Because the gift of the Spirit are like word of knowledge, the nine gifts, word of wisdom, prophecy, interpretation of tongues, tongues, whatever, the ministry of help. All those gifts, according to the Bible, eh, they give you, for instance, word of knowledge gives you something, tells you word of wisdom gives you advanced knowledge. It tells you something that has not yet happened, but you are picking it in the spirit. Hallelujah. And a word of knowledge has to do because you need wisdom. Wisdom can be the right application of knowledge. So when you are wisdom about something, that is a wisdom is a spirit. You can't go to school to get wisdom. No, nobody. No matter how educated you are, you cannot be wise. You can be highly educated and be a fool. Highly educated because you, you see, you acquire knowledge. What, for instance, when you go to school to study medicine, you acquire knowledge of medicine. You can cut people's ear and fix another year. You can cut people's nose and put another one there. You can make people's uh, flat, uh, 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 what do we call it, back, big, whatever, plastic surgery, something surgery, whatever you are doing. That is the knowledge you have. But it does not necessarily mean you are wise because wisdom is a spirit. So when the Bible talks about the word of wisdom, it's talking about God's wisdom entering your spirit. They'll produce something that natural man cannot produce. Somebody say wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Word of knowledge, something happened in the past. Nobody was there, but God can show it to you. God can reveal it to you. Bam, you are there. God can tell you impending danger. The gift of the spirit is the only thing that can tell you that where you are going, don't go there. Because sometimes God doesn't go about destroying the traps of the devil. He delivers the righteous from it. It's a good place to say amen. What is the message for our generation? Why am I saying all these things? Now, so Satan attacked different generations and different things they go on. He attacked them with this. He attacked this generation. This is our generation. Eh? We have gone through a series of attacks. But now, there is a major attack we are going through. The major attack does not necessarily mean that Satan is stealing your money. I, it has taken me years to know that the devil is not interested in your money. No, he's not interested in your money. Don't ever think that when Satan attacks you, he's trying to look for your money. Because where he lives, he doesn't spend money. He's not interested in your car. If he's interested, we will not let you have it at all. The devil is interested in you becoming effective for Christ. I suspect those who are not clapping for Jesus. All the cars and the houses and the money are useless if you are not effective. 
I've gone to other places in the world and see other people living in a country who have money, but they are living in depression. Because you can only enjoy money in Christ. Because everything is in Jesus and Jesus is in everything. That is why when you have Jesus, you have everything. That is why some of you don't have money, but you are so happy. That is why you are so joyful. Because there is something in you that is bigger than money. Now, when you have money in addition to what you have, you become a high flyer. Say amen to Jesus Christ. So, you can only enjoy the wealth when it is connected to Christ. That is why even the Abrahamic blessing on the Gentile is connected to Christ. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's been made a curse for one. It is written, curse is every man that hang on the tree. That the blessings of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles through what? Jesus Christ. Are you a Gentile? Am I a Gentile? Do you know who is a Gentile? When you say a Gentile, do you understand? A Gentile is anybody who is not born from the Abrahamic line. So apart from the red Jewish people, everybody is a Gentile. And we got connected to Abrahamic blessing through Christ. So you can never, the Jewish man may not necessarily need Christ because there were two sides of the Abrahamic blessing, the natural and the supernatural. The Jewish people are enjoying the natural. We are enjoying from the supernatural. So you cannot get the Abrahamic blessing unless you are in the supernatural. Unless you are connected to Christ. Outside Christ, it is very difficult to have, you can still have a form of blessing, but the Bible said the blessings of the Lord make it rich and he will add no sorrow, which means that other blessing has sorrows attached. The fact that you are driving a nice car does not mean you don't have sorrows. You can live in a mansion and not sleep well. Oh, ma, 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 ma. You can have big money in your bank account and be depressed, oppressed, suppressed, and pressed, compressed. And you can also ride the bicycle and be as joyful as anything. Because of the Christ in you. Somebody is shouting to the glory of God now. What a mighty God we serve. Jesus Christ is everything. What is the major attack of the enemy on our generation? Let me finish this thing very fast. Somebody say amen. Number one, I told you that the devil is attack is to make sure you are not effective. Let me start by saying this. Give me First Corinthians chapter 13. I think verse number 13. And now abide it. Everybody read it to me if you don't mind. Now abide it what? Let's all read it in concept. Ready? Go. And now abide it what? And what? And what? Wait. Give me the new King James Version so that if somebody is a new convert, you will not see what is charity. Do you think that is the name for his girlfriend? That's what we are talking about. Now let's go out and read it. Ready? Go. And now abide it what? And what? And what? So the word charity is another word for what? Very simple. Hallelujah. This three above, but the greatest is what? Wow. It means that everything will pass, but this thing will abide. Hmm. Today, I'll pick up something. I heard a quote from somewhere that you will need power when you have a negative man to destroy. If not, love is enough to fulfill your needs. Again, sir. Now, what it is? It means that when we see people fighting for power, they need the power to demonstrate something. But if only your motives is love, you don't need that power. It's another message. I don't want to go into details about it. But I'm talking about now abided faith and hope and what love. Apostle Paul, now when you read the protest or the pretext of this, you realize that from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, all the way that Paul was talking about love. He started by saying that if I, the, if I speak in the tongues of angels and men and I have no love. So he talked about love and by the time he got to verse 4, he was talking about the, the different characteristics of love. And he concluded by saying that after all the things I've said, there are three things that will abide. Which means that there are three things you need to survive, be happy, be successful, enjoy marriage, enjoy friendship. Live the way God wants you to live. And he said, these three things abide. And he said, they are what? The first one he said was what? Faith. And then he came back and said what? And then he put love. So it means that he put faith first. He put love in the middle, hope in the middle. And he put love. Sir. And he said that love is the greatest. He didn't say love is the important. He said it's the greatest. I even discovered that you can be very great and not be rich. So when the Bible said that, Love is the greatest. It doesn't mean love is, is the important. It means that 
<laughs> the, and I've explained to you before the reason why he says he's the greatest. The reason is that all the other two depends on him, but he doesn't depend on anybody. It means that the other two would depend on him for their survivor. Faith will need love. Hope will need love. Faith will need love and hope. Hope will need love and faith. But love will not need both of them. So the reason why he's the greatest is that once you are even walking in love, the rest of the two is automatic. You will find it easy to operate by faith. According to Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 6. Let's read it. Let me give you one example and then I'll continue from there. Thank you, Jesus. According to Galatians, it says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything. This, the background of this scripture is that the Corinthian church was fighting. Women must go and circumcise. When we are coming to marry, they go and investigate whether you are circumcised or you are not. And if you are not, we have to force and circumcise you. And the Jews don't come to the temple. You need circumcision. Apostle Paul came and said, No, no. If circumcision is part that Jesus Christ died is in vain. Hallelujah. Don't force your religion on me because we are saved by faith. And he said that in Christ Jesus, not in religion. In religion, you need circumcision, but in Christ, you don't need it. Because circumcision will not take you to heaven. It's like virginity. It's a pride for your husband, but it will not. Now, recently I was reading something. When I traveled, I discovered that the country with the largest virgins is a Buddhist country, and it's called Japan. It's a country, you can search it. You can see that it's a country with the largest virgins in it. They don't have, the, 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 the Christianity there is not even zero point something percent. But they are, so you can be a virgin based on circumstance. For instance, you can be a virgin because no man loves you. Okay, let me go to the questions. Hallelujah. Is somebody here what I'm talking about? Okay, you can also be a virgin because you are restricted. You can also be a virgin because of a religious practice. Because religion can put a certain fear in you that if you go and do this, this thing will happen. And as a result of that, you are a virgin. You can also be a virgin because you have not had the opportunity. Uh, can I conclude? I have, no, I, I have nothing against virginity. It's a pride. It's best. It's a, a, a fact. It puts a lot of weight on your life. If you're a virgin, I, pro, I, I encourage you to keep being a virgin until you marry. I mean, when God came down to birth, Jesus was looking for a virgin. But it is not righteousness. Which means that you can be a virgin and go to hell. It means that virginity is not a license to heaven. Because if you don't take care, as a result of religion, you create your own righteousness and think that. For instance, you can sit in a church and think that because you're a virgin, everybody should look for you and marry you. Yes, and you don't understand why this girl and this girl knew that he was a prostitute. And when he came to the church, uh, he has gotten a fiancé. I mean, I don't have one. So you see, you are judging the case based on your own self-righteousness. Not what Jesus has accomplished. It is true that that sister used to be a pros, but now he's in Christ. And if any man is in Christ, he is an... Oh, I feel like preaching even though I'm tired. He is a new creature. All things have passed away. So the things have done that you remember. God does not remember that. Because all things have passed away. I used to be a thief. I'm no more a thief. I used to be a liar. I'm no more a liar. If any man or woman is in Christ, he is a new. Be a virgin. But don't let that be a weapon for God to bless you. Because there are all kinds of religiosity, religiosity going on in the church. And people getting the thing wrong. Can I continue my statement and I watch it? In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor circumcision availeth anything, but faith worketh through what? Faith worketh through what? Faith worketh through what? So have you seen that faith is working, but it needs something to work. It's working through what? So the reason why your faith is not getting through is that it's not getting the love ingredient. So even though you are confessing the way you are acting, but you are not talking to somebody. Even though you are sitting in church, you look like a Christian, you dress like a Christian, you sound like a Christian, but your heart is different. So Paul is saying that faith wants to work, but it's working through life. So he said that the three greatest things that were by faith, hope, and love. He said that the reason why love is greatest is that faith will need love. When the devil entered the apostolic team, after Jesus Christ, the next man that was in command, assuming Jesus is not there, 
is the one to take place and act is Peter. According to what happened, uh, it, it shows up in the day of Pentecost that he was the one who stood up to preach the word. And his first sermon, he won 3,000 souls. That's powerful. Boy, can you imagine you preach the first crusade and you have 3,000 souls? Wow. Oh, powerful, powerful. If I his next crusade, he won 5,000. Serious one. I mean, you are talking about the souls that people take 10 years who got it in one day. First sermon. No speakers, no instruments. No posters. Oh, I don't want to preach this thing. You just preach with your bare man and 3,000 souls the queer, bam, came to Christ. But this guy came under attack. This is what, what I'm going to preach in a short while. This generation doesn't want to hear it. The other side of Christianity. I must serve God that everything must be smooth. I shouldn't have a problem at all. And if I have a problem, my pastor is not powerful. So our Christianity is trying to connect to somebody must be powerful on my behalf. Now I submit to you that Peter was not in my church. Peter was in the church of Jesus Christ. And if there is any church, you must not be under attack. In fact, when the devil came, he attacked two people in the apostolic team. He attacked the nurse in command. He attacked the accountant. I'm sure many are going to resign from that job now. The treasurer, the one who handles the finances of the church, came under attack. And so when the attack ended, he is the one who betrayed Jesus Christ. One was a denier and one was a betrayer. Let me tell you that. A denier is more serious than betrayer. So it is not what you go through, it's how you handle it. In fact, Bible theologians believe that Peter, Judas was just a smart guy and was just playing one of his smartness. Because he saw several times they were trying to arrest Jesus very well, and Jesus ran away. So he was going to collect the people's money. He knew that Jesus would run away. And when they come back and he said, the money, he said, I gave him to you. <laughs> because he was interested in starting a real estate. <laughs> oh, it's in the Bible. He bought a land. The land was later used to bury people. So Judas was going to start a real estate. Now that one was not as serious as a man you have walked three years standing and they say you. Otherwise say me. Hi. This one I've never seen him alive. And another man can say you. I saw you one day casting demons. Say me. God forbid. Hey, this man I even wanted to beat him. I don't know him. Hi. And Jesus was hearing it. What was the attack of Peter? Luke chapter 22 and verse number 31. What is the attack of that guy before all these things happen? The Lord said unto Simon, word of knowledge. Somebody say word of knowledge. It has never happened yet. It has never happened yet. But Jesus picked what was yet to happen. He picked what is yet to happen. And Jesus said that, I have prayed a sabotage prayer. The importance of being a prayerful Christian. The importance of praying for your born and unborn children. The importance of putting a prayer in a prayer incubator to take care of things that is here to happen. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, who is talking Jesus? Behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. What do you mean by that? Sift you as wheat. Oh, come on, give me an IV version. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as a wheat. Give me the amplified version. Watch me. Simon, Simon, Peter, listen. Satan has asked excessively that all of you be given up on him out of power and keeping of God that he might sift all of you like grain. Give me the message Bible. Let me see something. Hmm. Simon, stay on your toes. I love this one. Look at someone and say, stay on your toes. It's an idiomatical expression. Not necessarily means that walk like this. Stay on your toes is like idiomatical expression, but in the form of a warning. Take God, take cover. Be very careful. And can I say this? Everybody in this room to read this scripture very good. You must cancel Simon's name and put your name there. 
So Nanasai, stay on your toes. Teresa, stay on your toes. Martin, stay on your toes. Simon, stay on your toes. Malachi, stay on your toes. It's, it's to everybody. Everything written was written for our learning. Stay on your toes. Don't just be a careless Christian. Don't look around and feel like you have a right. No, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me. Nimatokaya. He said, the devil's attack. Remember what I told you. It's not about your car. It's not about your money. He takes the money so that you'll be depressed and say, it's no use serving God. He does things in your life so that you say, what is the use of going to church? He can bring your business down. He said, Satan has tried his best. Now, ooh, that's, that statement bothered me. The devil tried his best because of you. Those of you are not crap, you are not getting what I'm preaching. No, you are not getting what I'm preaching. This generation doesn't want to hear messages like this. It means that because of you, Satan brought out the best in his cabinet. Satan is saying here that because of you, the best weapon he has, he has released it. He said that Satan has tried his best to separate all of you. Because you see, this boy can still take a stone and throw. The stone will hit his father, but it will produce no effect. Mm? Put the boy down. Put him down. Can he walk? Huh? Everybody look at this boy. It's like this boy. Eh? You cry. You. You. He's running away from me. But it's like this boy. Eh? Standing a boy. How are you doing? It's like this boy threatening his father. That if you don't take care. I'm going to beat you up. And I'm going to send things over you. And the boy shooting threatens and making noise. And the father came back and said. Hey. If you don't take care. I'll mash you like Kenke. And the father means what he's talking about. What is going to happen to him? But you see, within the Satan has an agenda. I don't want to go to that side. I just want to give you an example. Sometimes some of you can even it's not your size. By every standard. Put it this way, like a rabbit trying to provoke a lion. If the lion is not minding you, it does not mean the lion is weak. Now, sometimes the reason why you do that is as a result of a little proud and a little progress. Because you two have made something, so you are making younger, trying to prove that you are there. But no, before you came, somewhere existing. Hey! Sometimes when you are in church and people want to fight against pastors, don't get there. Get around. They are trying to get into a battle they don't understand. They don't understand. Don't get there. No, no. It's a spiritual battle. It's not a natural one. But if you don't know the scriptures, eh, there are certain men of God, if they spit on me, I'll tell them to spit on the other side. It is nonsense for me to engage in a battle with them because of where they stand. Sometimes you can be in a group eh, and your leader, you are trying to undermine the leader and it's a principle. You don't understand. The reason you are doing that is because you lack understanding and you are ignorant. And in the realms of the spirit, ignorance is not an excuse. Miriam, I don't speak again mostly because they are, they, the guy was their junior brother. But God didn't take it as an excuse. And God came there and said, you should know better. It is true. Your, your, your attack was that there are also, uh, you see, the only prophet. Hasn't God also spoken to us? It was true. Aaron was a high priest. Miriam was a prophetess. In fact, the Bible specifically called her the prophetess Miriam took a tambourine and started prophesying and singing. And as a result of him, he thought he has arrived. But when God came there, he defined the rankings. He said, it's true, there are prophets around you. I speak to them through dreams and vision. So the first that you see so much more in a dream, that's not me. Oh, come on here. Let me get out of that. Are you getting me? He said, there are prophets around you, but I speak to them through the by my servant Moses. God said, it is not the same. You don't stand on the same platform. Don't go and tackle a battle that you don't have the capacity to fight. If the opponent decides to react. Yeah. 
foolishness. It is foolishness. Foolishness. Are you married? Where's your wife? Okay. Let me use your husband as an example, but don't get angry with me. Assuming this is the man. This man. This is his wife. For demonstration's sake. And this woman is trying to engage a fight. You are told not because of your height, though. It's because of your shoe. Because I know your height. And in the moment you stood up, you were like, go laugh. But I said, ah, did this girl go? And immediately goes and look down and I saw down. Now, physically speaking, let's assume. I don't want to use his wife because his wife has a little bit of weight. Hallelujah. Because how many children do you have? Two of them. By the time you, if, if it's like this, by the time you give her two children, he has to. If he doesn't put on something, is wrong. Amen. Now, watch this. If, if, if you, your, your height doesn't make my example very well, I want somebody who looks very short and slim. Are you getting it? No, no, no. Come, 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 girl. Come, come, come. You are not married, but let me use you as an example. Come here. Come, 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 come. Very slim. Can you imagine? This is some of the things. Eh? And all I'm talking is spiritual, not natural. Huh? Can you imagine this girl is living in the house with this man's husband and you go and hold him and say, Who was so dressing? <laughs> and some of you, that is the way you are living in the spirit. If this man said, Found Satoho, Found Satoho, now we are in the The way you have heated that you are misbehaving, if she, he also heats. This is the kind of battle when you finish, you sit down and regret. Give the Lord a clap off when I'm preaching. Do you know why you are fighting your husband? You don't understand. You're engaging the battle, you don't understand. That's what I'm talking about love. Is the greatest because love will not permit you to do some things. Not that you don't have power. Apostle, all things are permissible, but not all of them are beneficial. I have the power to do all things, but not all of them will benefit me. So you have the power to insult your husband, but will it benefit you? You have the power to rebel against your leader in the group, but will it benefit? All truths are parallel. If you can rebel against your pastor, you can never marry a man successfully. Because authorities are different. If you see a young girl that is talking against a God's servant and you want to choose that woman as your wife. If you see a man that is insulting pastors and you want him to be the future father of your children, I promise you have no future. Because if you can insult any of the men of God, there is an interesting story in the book of Luke chapter 18. Jesus said that's a parable. He said there is a rich man who neither fear God nor regard man. But I said, the Bible didn't even need to add the second one. If you don't fear God, definitely. Look at somebody say, laugh. So when, when the devil came in, he said, Simon, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me, like chaff from wheat. So this one has really explained it very well. When you go to, when you are eating the wheat, or let me use rice, which is common to you, because they were eating wheat, because wheat sometimes is better than rice. Watch this. When you go to the farm and cut the wheat, it has this layer outside it. And it's very difficult, you can't put it. So, um, there is a machine that you put the wheat inside. It takes it through a certain pressure and separates the chaff from the wheat. Now, the chaff can still be used for something else, but you don't need it when you are cooking the wheat. And if you know the mechanic system at which that machine works, it has to take, in fact, before it happened, they were using the manual one. It means that they put it in a sack and they beat it on the ground, pam, on the stone, pam. And as they were hitting it, the chaff gets separated from the wheat. The only difference is that a lot of the wheat of mice will be broken. The Bible is saying that. The word sift simply means that the source of your salvation and your breakthrough, Satan is trying his best to cut you off. So when you get angry and you get, to, you get out of church, it's not because somebody offended you. Satan has cut you off. Now, let's get it right. Let's get it right. So the major attack, now watch this. In the two apostolic team, he succeeded with Judas. He separated him. He separated him completely. Peter in his own, the reason why he survived is that Jesus prayed. Jesus said, I've seen the thing. And I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. He said, I have prayed for you 
that you will not get locked up. I'll pray for you. Timmy said, watch this. Everyone should look at me. Jesus didn't stop the attack. At which Jesus said, I've prayed to block the attack so that it won't come on. It means it's not everything the devil calculates that heaven stops it. Everybody will marry. Some people will marry and live with their husband until death do them apart. Some of them will marry until, I don't know, the rapture comes. Some too, as part of their cross, there will be separation. Yes, there will be separation. It's not because, and sometimes when it happens, it does not necessarily mean that something is wrong with the person. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Can I? What did Job do to go through that attack? Can you imagine God came to talk about credentials of a man? He's righteous, he's God-fearing, and bam, the next time, the man is under attack. Now let me come and talk about this. Let me come and talk about this. Peter came under attack. Eh? You know what he attacked? Come back to King James. The Lord has said to Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as sweet. Look at the prayer Jesus prayed. He didn't pray that he won't go to the temptation, but I have prayed for you that what happened? So, the devil's attack on Peter was his fate. It means that Jesus said that I can't stop the attack because you must be promoted after the attack. Without the attack, you cannot be promoted. Having promotion comes after you have gone through trial and you have passed the trial and the test. That is why you get promoted. Oh, I'm preaching, but they are not listening. So Jesus didn't stop that time. I know that some of you wish you are serving God. Nothing wrong is going on. You wake up in the morning, your husband kiss you. You wake up in the morning, your husband hug you. He carry you to go and sit in the bed and nothing is going on. And you wish you were a Christian. And that's what people are asking. Why am I going through this? I pay my tithe. I give my offering. Does Job pay tithe? Job, does he pay tithe? In fact, Job gives so much that when the children do party, he go to church to give offering. In case they have seen, you have never done that. When Satan came, his major attack on Peter was his faith. Because Jesus prayed that once you are going through the thing, your faith must not fail. That particular statement there, make from the 1900, all the preachers start preaching about faith. And let me tell you, buddy, all the faith preachers became great. I'm one of them. What? No, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap. Don't clap. You know it. I preach faith. It's one message. And every faith preacher is great. And to yesterday, God show me that Satan has changed the tactics. The strategy of a thief is that if you fortify the door, you must look for another access. I was talking to a friend. I told him, I said that it is better you don't go into secrets, but if you decide to go, go in full length. It means that if you decide to have a security, don't just have a fence on your wall. Have security camera. Have 13 dogs. By the time they kill the dogs and come to you, have a metal door and have a metal burglar proof and put a sensor there. Make sure you are fully in it. That is why the Bible gives you that. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor. It means that if you leave one armor, it's a target point. And watch this. When he was digging the armor, he gave the, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. And I saw that there was no armor at the back. So I asked the Lord, why no armor at the back? He said, because I don't expect you to turn back. Don't clap yet. When we start facing the enemy, and the enemy is shooting and you are shooting, God said, no matter how fierce the battle is, make sure you don't turn back. Because if you turn back, there's no protection here. The business may go down. Prayers may not be answered at the time you're expecting. Marriage is going on the rocks. Things are happening in a way. No matter. Make sure. Having done all to stand. Stand. Because sometimes the devil can deceive you to say, what is the use? Turn back and run away. Once you turn. Now when any arrow that comes, because listen, one revelation in the Bible, it was the devil that gave us that revelation. I was shocked the time I read it. God didn't tell us. Satan tell us. 
when he has argument with God on the coffee table, and God asks him, that, have you considered my servant Job? He said, have you no make a hedge around him? And I say, what is this guy talking about? It is not God that said hedge, it was Satan that said it. It means that Satan told us that there is something about Job. But I said, how did you know there was a hedge? Immediately the Holy Ghost said, because he was shooting arrows. And the arrows were not going. So the devil concluded that that thing that don't make arrows penetrate, it is called hedge. It is not God that told us. It is not an angel. It's Satan that gave us revelation that if you're a child of God walking around and you're walking in humility, in righteousness, in sanctification, there is hedge. There is a protection. Satan gave it a name. It was not God that gave it a name. It was only in the book of Job that I had the word hedge. He said there is a hedge around him. How did he know? He shot arrows that were not going. So as long as the arrows are there, not that the arrows will not be shot, but the arrows cannot penetrate. Are you getting it? Now listen, if I give this sister a bulletproof, and this one is wearing nothing, and they are all in a combat with robbers, and the robbers shoot a gun, this one with the bulletproof, the gun will come catch him all right, but because of the bulletproof, the gun will not have access to his flesh. It, it does not mean that the enemy will not shoot. He's still going to shoot, but you have a protection. Ah, yeah, boy, yeah, you are not understanding what I'm talking about. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, the other sister, who does say have a bulletproof? When the arrows and the guns shot up, it will get into his body. That's where the wounds happen. So he said that all the protection is in front. So don't turn your back. Satan, when we saw that Peter's faith was under attack, we started preaching. And we also preached that faith worked by love. And then we also preach that because your faith can come under attack. We all preach faith. And we left hope in the middle. So you go to a bookshop. There is no much books about hope. No. There is no much teachings about hope. You hardly hear a preacher do series on hope. No. The three things that we buy is hope. Now, I want to give you an example. I've preached hope a little bit to you. But today let me take it from another dimension. Have you seen this thing? Have you seen this thing on the wall? Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Have you seen this thing on the wall? It is a kind of a thermostat. Let me give it a name. That controls the air condition. Watch me. The thermostat that controls. Or sometimes you have a remote control. As I'm, do you have air condition remote control around somewhere? If you have it, thank you very much. Now, this thing on the wall, assume it now, listen. I, I, the demonstration I'm going to make, if you, are, if, you are, if you are looking at this standing air condition, you stand the chance of mixing it. So look at the air condition on the ceiling called casket or the ones they use in America that they do the central one and leave a little hole. Watch this. We speak about faith. We speak about love. But this generation... The attack on the devil on us is our hope. So everybody sitting here, if there is anything the devil has targeted in your life, it's your hope. Come in. And I discovered that as long as Satan can get your hope, your, your faith is already impotent. Because it is hope and faith that come together to make a miracle manifest. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. But let me give you an example. One day, I was sitting in a, in a hospital and my wife was going to deliver those years and it was in hospital. There was a lady we went to meet when we went there, he was there. Mm. 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 What make you people do those kind of noise? Anyway, I, I, I don't need an answer. And then the lady was making him. And, and, and I discovered that the maternity war, people don't care about their nakedness. Something happened to me there that I didn't know whether I seen or not. Somebody was, he, I mean, he removed his underwear, excuse me to say, holding it, and I said, catch a battle for my mom. And it's, it's, it's make them behave. When you go there, you see them behaving as if they've lost their mind. But whilst the lady was there, then the, the doctors came and they put him on bed. And I saw them suddenly give injection. They suddenly they brought the structure. And they pulled her out. And they were running with the structure. And the husband was sitting down. The husband said, what in the condition? Oh, you the condition? Here, doctors, me answer. The condition of your, husband, your wife, we need three doctors. Immediately, the man, his friends, everybody's countenance changed. You could see depression. 
and the certain is that a doctor, a nurse will run, come and pick something and run. And, and, and the more they ran, the more the depression was going up. Then suddenly, the doctor appeared. And the doctor was like, his face was smiling. He took his, oh, thank you, Lord. And they said, uh, who is Mr. Susan? So he said, doctor, what did he say? Oh, yeah, yeah, congratulations. The moment he said congratulations, Oh, the depression went down. So at that time, all the man wanted to hear was hope. There is a place who come to in life. Assuming the daughter came back and said, We are trying. It means our hope is diminishing. Now, Listen, something happened. The man didn't even ask whether it was a boy or not. The moment they start hugging one another, one of them said, because they've had hope. This is what this generation is under attack. And it's coming from one angle. You can switch on your television. By the time you finish the news, you are depressed. You can hear kokro ko, you can hear kokro ko, you can hear kokro bang. And by the time you wake up, you are afraid to walk in the night. Because somebody sat on the radio and said that, be careful oh, when you drive. And somebody follow you for 10 minutes, it's armed robber. They are scared hope. Anytime you go to the hospital and they pull your blood and they take it to a machine, there are two things you must hear. What they said, whether be a hopeful statement or a hopeless statement. So going to do a lab test, attack is on hope. If you are 42 years, 45, 46, you are a lady, you are not married. Satan can begin to pump west. And the attack is not that you are not going to marry. It's killing the hope. And one hope is kill. Faith, which is the ingredient to get access to God, is totally shut down. Because Hebrew said, now faith is a substance of things what? It means that hope has no substance. Let's get it. Everybody say hope has no substance. Faith is the one that has a substance. Uh-huh. This girl has no seed, but she can become pregnant. She has no seed. She has no seed. This one is a hope, but the man is the faith. So hope needs somebody to give him the seed. And once hope gets the seed, Forget about it. Once hope receives the fee in the right condition. Now let me come back. You understand this one. If you have never seen this thing before. Eh, it's a thermostat. Or you call it a remote control. That controls the temperature. Watch me. This one is a pace setter or hope. Let's use it interchangeably. This one is called a pace setter or hope. This particular thing is a fate. It is connected to other things. But it cannot work. Until you get this one. Now watch this. Watch this. If the temperature outside the room is 45 degrees, that is how sometimes when you start your car and it's a good car, the car can give you the temperature outside. Now the temperature outside sometimes can be also the temperature inside. But you have a thermostat. Air conditioning is wired. Then you press the temperature to 23 the temperature outside is what? 45. So definitely before the hope equipment press 22, the temperature in the room is 45. But once you press it and give it and program it for 22, you have nothing to do again. Just go and sleep. This thing itself will work with a time and change the temperature in the room from 45 to 22. Because that is the way it is programmed. You don't need to pray. You don't need to fast. As long as there is power. As long as the remote is working. Once you press a bam, you hear quay. And then you start, you see the temperature, you press a bam, 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 and you bring it 22. With time. When you step outside, you realize that the temperature outside is hot. But when you come inside, because of this thing has been programmed, it will work itself out and give you the temperature you have programmed for it. Uh, 
That is the way faith and hope works. So the hope of the temperature is this thermostat. The faith is a cassette there. Now, let me give you an example. Assuming Pasabe come to my house, he has never seen air condition before. He has never understand air condition. He come and see me press something. He didn't even know what I pressed to. And they said, he's sitting there and say, ah, the room is very cold. And then he said, ah, where do you say this thing? I say, go to Kantamantu. Then Pastor Abed go there to Kantamantu and buy one and come to his room and start pressing. Quay, quay. You will press until Jesus comes. <laughs> this is the way people try to operate in other people's feet. When they have not developed themselves. I bet you take his time to learn and ask the fact that it is not just this one. It is connected to other things. It is connected to a condition. It is connected to getting a mechanic to fix it. It is connected to getting it to a power. But after you do that, you will still need this one to program it to the way you want it. So as far as you act on your faith, when your hope is intact, don't worry about the results. The thermostat itself, the way it has programmed, will work. The problem is this. After you have put the thing on 22, two minutes I come and say, Nadi, eh? Queen, 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 60. Then you come and then you say, ah. Then your cousin came and said, there'll be last minute to 22, now you do my fast. Now I'm about 23, quick, quick. So now you are frustrated. The ground has no choice. As long as you plant the maize there, all you have to do is to dig the ground and put the maize or the granite on the ground. The ground cannot stop the seed from coming out. So, anytime you come to church and you take a seed and you sow it, you have pressed the thermostat. You don't need to know how it is going to work. Give it time. Once the earth remains, seed time and harvest time. So when you press that condition, it will not give you the gold at once, but give it a little time. Once hope comes under attack, everything around your life starts losing its value. Nothing starts working. So there are many people here, they claim they don't have faith. It's not that. Their hope has come under attack. A hopeless situation becomes a helpless situation. You cannot help anybody who is hopeless. So next week, I'll show you that. that is so Abraham must hope against hope. It means that the wife womb was dead. His body was dead. Everything shows that there's no way to have a child. But in the midst of hopeless situation, he was still hoping. If the devil were to shut Abraham's hope down, faith could have died completely. Watch this one, finally. Get this. Take me to Acts of the Apostles. Final scripture. Acts of the Apostles, give me chapter 27. Very interesting scripture. Acts, Acts chapter 27, give me verse number 20. Apostle Paul, as a result of his zeal and everything, uh, went to Jerusalem and he was going there to go and worship on the day of Pentecost. When you read the whole chapter from verse after 26 and the uh, first one from 27, when he was going there, he was doing a prophecy. Paul was a very tough guy. Agabus came and bind his shoe and prophesied that the one who sows this thing, so the Jews bind him and said, I'm not afraid to be bound. I'm not afraid of being bound. I'm ready to die for Christ. Everything will stop Paul. So in the midst of that, the prophecy came to uh, uh, fulfillment and the, the, the point was that he went to Jerusalem and the Jews bound, they wanted to kill him. What I'm trying to say is that in those days, uh, first, early, early then in the Babylonian time, when they come to a country and fight, they take all the people, they are slaves. So you remember, um, Nebuchadnezzar come and carry Daniel them and take them to their country. But later the Roman div- did, uh, came out with another method that there's no need for us to do that. that. It's the same thing the British came to rule Ghana. So they come and conquer the country and they bring a governor. You remember God in God's back? How many of you remember that? Huh? 
Huh? Okay, uh, and all those guys. So they came and they came that and rule and they rule as according to British power. So even though we are Ghana, we are under British rule. That is why we have an independence. It was a similar situation in those days in Israel that uh, when you hear things like uh, Pontius Pilate, he was a governor from Rome that was ruling at that time when Jesus was being crucified. But this time, it was Felix that was ruling and Felix supposed to jail because only the Romans can sentence you to death. And the Jewish people wanted death. And Felix didn't do it. And Festus also came. And then King Agrippa came to visit uh, Felix. And then they listened to Paul. And finally Paul saw that uh, uh, there were two options. Either you go to be judged by the Jews with their law. Or he appealed to Caesar. And Paul saw that if I go to the Jews, they will kill me first. And God has already spoken to him that you will appear before Caesar. So he told the king that I appear before Caesar. And said, then Caesar, you will go. You remember when you read the story very well. Agrippa said that this man has done nothing that is deserved of death sentence. If it's not because he has appealed to Caesar, we could have set him free. But he has appealed to the Supreme Court so that uh, the, the court of appeal cannot set him free. The Supreme Court must hear his case. They put him there. There was no car. There was no other place. You have to go by ship. And they were going. And whilst they were going, when they started the ship, Paul, by word of knowledge, told them. He gave them an idea about what is going to happen to the ship. But the owner of the ship didn't listen to him. And then they were sailing. And when they came there, all kinds of storm. It was not the kind of ship you have now with all kinds of gadgets and with all kinds of, uh, what do we call, navigation systems that shows you uh, that you have to go through it. Sometimes when I'm flying an airplane, sometimes the pilot will sit down and say that, well, we are going to have a very nice flight, but along the, the, the airspace of uh, South Korea, we are going to have a little turbulence for about 13. We have not taken off, but the navigation system is telling him ahead of time what is going to happen. Those days, there was nothing like that. So you have to go by faith. And on this scripture, they were in the ship with over 500 people in the ship. And according to the Bible, I say, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appear. So they were in the ship on their way from Jerusalem to Rome. And the Bible said, many days, they didn't see stars or sun. So you are there. You don't know. It's only your time that tell you it's 8 o'clock, but the weather is dark, they say. On the sea. On the sea. I did a cruise from California to Mexico and I saw that. The, the deep sea light is different from Choco Wano. I, I won't go there. Hallelujah. He said, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appear, and no small tempest laid on us, all hope, all hope, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. People are sitting in church, and some of us, this is our state. What do you do when all hope for the business to get along is taken away? What do you do when all hope that says that, oh, Jesus Christ, your church building is locked up, embraced by the chief, the chief justice authority. When all hope for you to get back into the building is taken away, what do you do? What do you do when all hope to pass examination is taken away? What do you do when all hope for a man to tell you I love you is taken away? What do you do when all hope for you to conceive is taken away? What do you do? The attack on your life. It's about your hope. Because if Satan can get into the hope, he knows the faith cannot work. Faith is a substance of things you hope for. In the midst of all Job's attack, one thing Satan couldn't steal from him was his hope. He said things like even the tree, when you cut it, it has hope to grow again. So Job's hope was so intact that the devil couldn't penetrate into the system. Go back and ponder about this message. You can lose hope. Listen. In that relationship. You can lose hope in the marriage. You can still be having sex. But hope is gone. The fact that you are having sex. Does not mean you love one another. No. You are just practicing. The fact that you wear the same dress to church. Does not mean you are married couples. There are ingredients that make things work. So, sometimes when you see people wearing the same dress, don't just be moved in hallucination and say, when shall I go and listen to the story? Somebody can drive a nice car and put it at the, at the car park, but the hope to pay for the load is gone. So, a lot of you are trying to confess. You are trying to name it and claim it. It's not working because deep down, hope is not there. A hopeless situation is a helpless situation. When hope is gone, I'm going to show you, you will start regretting. Why did I marry this guy? Why did I enter into this mercy? Why did I even, why am I working? Why am I working? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Hope, hopeless situation brings many questions without answers. Lift up your two hands and ask him, Lord, restore my hope. 
Restore my hope. Open your mouth. It can be five minutes Lord, of prayer. You know the area you are losing yes. hope. You know the area your hope is going. The marriage, the business, the husband, the wife, the ass, whatever, the sickness, the disease. Hope must not be stored. Hope must not be stored. Hope must not be stored. Lift up your voice and pray. I want to hear everybody pray. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.